This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. It's your host, Alex Cunningham, and I have two strategies for beginners and even experts uh, to do when the market is crashing, much like it looks like it is right now. I mean, the futures show, uh, show a solid, solid red candle from this weekend, and we're going to open down, which is good for me because I did pull on a short last week, did not take profits last week, and I looked to take profits today, so I'm glad we uh, had a down Friday, down Monday, which has been consistent and profitable for me thus far. So I'm going to take advantage of that. We have earnings this week coming up. A lot of tech companies, a lot of big, big companies, high valuation companies that have earnings. And it's going to determine a lot of what the market does from here on because we have the Fed next week. So this week is all about earnings and the market's going to respond in kind. So I'm definitely taking profits tomorrow um, because I'm, I'm happy that we gap down and I'm going to look to find a company if I want to play earnings or not, or I'll just keep playing the markets on a more short-term basis, at least until next week. Now, today's episode, we're talking about uh, two strategies for the market is crashing. What I mean by any experience level, because beginners are going to benefit from this because it gives you an idea of what you can do right now. Experts are going to benefit from this because we've gotten um, experts get used to doing things a certain way and they forget that there are other options out there. Right, You don't always have to do something the same way every single time, and some options may be more beneficial than others, again, given the time of year, time uh, um, time in the markets, how your portfolio is set up, um, etc., right? and how the market is moving. Maybe the market is not moving in a way that is best for your strategy right now, right? so you want to look at other strategies to take the, the most advantage of what the market is giving you. So we'll jump right in after this ad. So option number one, look for weak rallies, right? So the market's going down, right? A weak rally is a move to the upside that shows uh, low volume, low interest, and is short-lived that quickly reverses. When you see that reversal, you want to see it fall below the original low, right? So let's see if the S&P 500, if it rose to 430, it dropped to uh, 420, but 420 was a previous low, you want to see it go below 420, 419, 418, and close there, and then you can take that ride down, right? Wait for the confirmation that 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 bounce was not leading to a double bottom, right? It was actually leading to a, a lower high and then pushing through. And you want to ride it down for short-term profit. Now, you want to be precise with targets to exit in a market like this because you're not trying to find the bottom. Right. No one knows where the bottom is going to be. So if there's a rally up that begins to turn back down, right, you sell it with conviction. Right. If, according to your plan, I know I will be doing it. Sell it with conviction, you know, sell confidently, but look to take profits at the next pause. Right. So if you sell, uh, if you use Fibonacci less, less levels and you sell and it gets to another Fibonacci level and it pauses, you take profit. If you use moving averages 
and it breaks below and it goes to another moving average and it gets there and it pauses, take profits. If you use Bollinger Bands, right, and it hits the bottom band and it pushes the bottom band out, or it even goes below the bottom band, which I didn't even know was possible until last week when we popped above the band, um, you take profits. Whatever you use as an indicator for certain levels of importance, when it gets to that level and decides to pause, take profits, right? Don't hope that it keeps going lower and you can keep making money. And don't expect that it goes, it's going to keep going lower and you're going to keep making money. Just take the profits, right? You want to get out too early, right? You want to take a good profit and see it keep going, right? And not think, man, I should have kept it a little bit longer. You should be happy because that means, one, you did a good job, right? You read your indicators correctly and it worked out in your favor this time. But it also means, two, right, you can make even more money when it, decides, when it decides to go in the other way, right? If you take profits on a on a, on a sell-off, right, on, on a short position, you take profits, and it goes down another 5%, 10%, and you missed it, it's like, great, because you get to make that 10% when it goes back the other way, right? Or that 5% when it goes back the other way. You get to make even more money on the way back up, right? Had it turned around and say you found the bottom and it turned around right where you were at and you try to get back in, you're getting back in, there's percentages that you're missing because it didn't go below where you are, right? So there's a benefit to getting out too early because at the end of the day, you want to be correct in your analysis. You want it to match you, match your thought process at that time, and you want the market to be behind your decision and keep going down so that you can make more profits going back up, right? So that's option number one. Look for weak rallies. Look for uh, unsupported rallies that push after a sell-off up to the upside with low volume, little interest, and that turn around relatively quickly, but also break below that previous low, right? That's a confirmation. Not getting, not turning around, but turning around and going below the low that it had hit previously before the bounce. That's option number one. Now, option number two is to wait. And there's nothing wrong with waiting, right? Wait and build up a cash position, right? Build up a lot of cash. This option number two of waiting is followed up by buying great companies for the long term, right? Not trading like you were in option number one is trading. Number two is investing, right? You're buying great companies that are being irrationally sold off because of the the broader market uh, sell-off, right, and, and risk-off, right? Profitable companies that you know, right? So one example for me was J.P. Morgan. I don't own J.P. I didn't own J.P. Morgan shares, but I use Chase. I have a Chase debit card and a Chase credit card. I use Chase. I use Zelle from Chase. I use it every single day. So why not own the company? I saw a sell-off as an opportunity to get me a share or two of Chase, Right, so I got some shares of Chase, and it's gonna keep coming down. If it keeps coming down, great, because now I can build a position into Chase. J.P. Morgan is not going anywhere. Uh, let's put this in perspective, right? J.P. Morgan was caught with a a boat, literally a boat, like a container ship, filled with cocaine. This was last year, and nobody talks about it. Right? Take a second to think about that. A bank was caught with their ship labeled with a with tons of cocaine coming to American shores. Nobody talks about it, right? That's a, that's a business that's going to last a long time. You you find you take any other company that's found with that much coke coming into any coke at all coming in on their ships, they're they're sunk, right? No pun intended, but JP Morgan just kind of chip 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 
and moved along, right? Nobody talks about it. So JP Morgan's not going anywhere. We all use it. It's it's great for residential banking. It does it has an, they do investments as well. They do commercial lending. They do it all. And interest with the rates going up, they'll make even more money by lending to the Fed, right? So there's no there's not a lot of downside to JP Morgan. Um, so there are some tech names that I like during the sell-off, right? Netflix. Yeah, I know they said Netflix is losing subscribers, but they they are profitable. They're making money on their own budget, right? They're not. They don't necessarily need to borrow money to make their movies anymore. I've had Netflix for years. My family's had Netflix for years. I don't know anybody that that I know that has it that's canceled their subscription. They've raised prices twice. Nobody's canceled. I like Netflix a lot, right? So I don't plan on ever canceling my subscription. And if I own it, I might as well own it. It's also below its 200-day moving average. So right now, it's under um, it's undervalued compared to its 200-day moving average, right? Google is not anywhere near its 200-day moving average. It's way above, but it's coming down, right? So nobody's ever going to stop searching on Google, right? Google is the most powerful search engine and the most widely used search engine in the world. They have the most information in the world, they know about everybody, everything we do. There's no avoiding it. And they also own YouTube and a bunch of other things as well. So if Google keeps coming down, it's a godsend because you're getting a great company at a lower price. It might not be cheap, but it's lower than it was, right? So Google's definitely on that list. And I hope it, I hope Google crashes tomorrow because then I can get some. Some non-tech names. Um, I want to mention one tech name, actually, one more. But some old school stocks that are attractive and also below their 200 day moving average, right? Google was not a below, but Netflix was. But these are some old school OG stocks that are below their 200 day moving average. Intel, right? Intel's and everything, they fell off a little bit, but they have more than enough money and clout to catch up with NVIDIA and AMD and retake the chip game, right? Re- reassert themselves, um, get, re- regain some market share there. So, Intel uh, is below its 200-day moving average. Their OG stock not going anywhere. 3M is an OG stock as well, below its 200-day moving average. You can't drive around and see construction going on and not see a 3M tractor trailer or something like that. They're just they've been in the game too long. They own so much market share. They're not going anywhere. Uh, Walgreens Boots Alliance or Walgreens. Walgreens also isn't going anywhere. I I went to Walgreens several times the last couple of months because my kids get sick and that's the pharmacy I go to, right? And it's anything less than um, not busy in there. People still go to Walgreens for everything from toilet paper to picking up their prescriptions, right? So Walgreens below its 200 moving average and they also play a pretty decent dividend. Uh, and Starbucks, not an old school stock, but a pretty good stock, good dividend stock. Uh, my girlfriend went to Starbucks literally yesterday, right? And the long lines there tell me that they'll be fine. Regardless of what the stock is doing, the company's not not having any trouble at all pulling in um, pulling in customers, right? So Starbucks is definitely one that's below 200 moving average. That's also super attractive. And all the companies I mentioned are selling off, right? And these are all companies I interact with every single day. So if I was going to go with option number two and wait, I would build up a crazy cash position and start grabbing these companies little by little, one share, 10 shares, 20 shares, and slowly, slowly, slowly until it start, they start going back up and then stop, right? Build my shares at the bottom and enjoy that, right? 
This for us, option two was like walking through a grocery store, right? You just you made a list of the companies that you interact with that you know that have been around forever that you don't own, and you're just walking through and just putting them in your shopping cart, right? You haven't checked out, but you put them in the shopping cart and you're waiting until a good moment to start buying, right? Checking them out. These uh, are the moments in history that you're going to want to remember. This is where fortunes are made. Millionaires begin their wealthy journey by building portfolios for their family, by buying stocks like crazy. And billionaires continue to do what they've always done, right? They see blood in the streets and they eat to their fill and then pass it on to their next generation, right? It's brilliant. It's something that's done all the time, but they didn't teach us in school. If your parents were like mine and weren't in the financial markets, they didn't know anything about it. So this is our opportunity to learn and to do that for our family. It's our turn to join the game. But that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Remember, option number one, you can trade it. Small rallies, drop it to the downside, ride it down. Look for a confirmation below the previous low so you know that it's still going. Option number two, wait, build cash like the wealthy do and just buy up great companies, profitable companies, and build your wealth through it that way. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham. Um, I just want you to remember, uh, after you leave a five-star review and share this with your friends, that if you're searching for answers to life's financial challenges, never seek security in that effort. Always seek adventure.